Happy Friday, Agents for Life. Well, I'd rather not talk about my week because I had a horrible week in the field. I only wrote a couple of policies, and I think I went eight in a row without a yes. A lot of no-shows, some think-about-its. Um, wasn't good. Caught me blindsided. So, you know, let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about my week. Let's talk about your week because probably you had a better one than I did. Um, actually, I do. I want to talk about some sales training here. Um, not be. This is terrible timing because here you're going to take some sales training from a guy that had a terrible week. Yes, yes. <laughs> actually, that's what I'm asking you to do. Uh, why not? Right. Um, actually, I've I've learned a lot lately uh, from a, a gentleman by the name of Jeremy Miner who I'm following, and I'll keep passing along some really great sales nuggets. He's an excellent salesperson, but I really, really like his approach. And I'll tell you why. I'll be teaching from some of the things that I'm learning from him. But I'm also picking up, you know, just from other trainings and things, just some thoughts on problems and that we are essentially in the problem present, problem finding and problem solving business. That's who we are. We're problem finders and problem solvers. Um, the, let me back up though, because the world is full of problems, and problems are blessings because problems are what make us want to do something different. Problems push us outside of our comfort zone to do things we're uncomfortable doing otherwise. So without problems, I think we would be more wired and more inclined to just coast along the path of mediocrity and be happy with lukewarm lives. But because we have problems, they make us, they're, they're storms that we weather. And so I don't even like to use the word problems technically because it's more like opportunities. It's more like a solution waiting to be solved. But yeah, we call it a problem and it kind of comes with a negative connotation. But for the sake of argument, let's go ahead and keep calling it a problem in this podcast. And I want to position ourselves as people who find problems because we know the world is full of problems but our prospects when we meet with them they have a problem because they wouldn't have filled out the form if they didn't but they don't sometimes know what that is or sometimes they need help articulating what that is and that's our job so you want to become someone who reveals problems that they didn't know they had now, on the surface, that can sound like we're trying to manipulate, and that is not the case. The problem's there. Whether we reveal it or not, whether they acknowledge it or not, the problem is still there. So what we need to be doing is uncovering a problem in greater detail, or even that they may not even know that they have at all, but in greater detail than what they realize that they have. Because if you've ever met someone who has survived the passing of a spouse or who's been diagnosed with cancer or any number of things where they're doing car washes on the side of the road, they're doing bake sales, um, they're selling things, they're doing garage sales, whatever they can to raise money for these expensive illnesses. Um, that's when it hits home and you realize the problem is bigger than we realize because none of us have been through it until we've been through it. Okay, let me bring this in. So. What is valuable about what we do is when we become a problem finder. Okay, so when you go into your, your appointment, 
Your job is to find their problem. Okay, not make something up that's not there. That's not it. We are explorers. We have a little pitchfork, not a pitchfork, a pickaxe, a little pickaxe. We're digging through and we're looking for nuggets that we call problems. And when we find those, it's our job to not just grab the raw chunk of rock and nugget everything all mixed in, but to chip away at it until it's in its pure form. All the extra pieces of rock attached to it, we need to peel those back like the layers of an onion and let the problem be exposed on its own. We want the problem vulnerable. We don't want it padded and sheltered and so it's kind of sugar-coated and it only sounds like half of a big deal. Okay. When you find a problem, when someone tells you the reason they sent the form in, okay, you don't take their answer on a surface level. This is hard. It's hard for me because it's hard. It's probably hard for most of us. But our tendency is to go, "Oh, great!" So, you know, for example, uh, why did you fill the form out? Well, I want to keep my wife in a good position. Oh, okay, great. And we think we know the answer. That's awesome, and we move on. We want to move on because he just answered our question. What's uncomfortable is not accepting that answer in surface value, but peeling back those extra layers so the nugget itself, the gold nugget, is exposed, raw and vulnerable, and nothing else. So tell me more about that. So what does that mean? Why is that important to you? So help me understand it just a little bit better. If she were, if you were to pass away now, what does that mean? What does life look like? You see, we need to just take what they say and go back and go a little, a little further, a little further, a little further. Obviously, you don't want to spend your whole appointment on it. You don't want to uncover so much that they start getting annoyed like, okay, I need some numbers. Tell me how much it's going to cost to fix this problem. People know they have it. But taking it only on surface value is not going to create enough emotion for them to want to make any change. They might even recognize that there's a problem, but they don't truly understand it because most people have not spent the time to sit down and think through what life would be like until it happens. And then you do what you got to do. You're out on the street corners holding up signs, trying to get people to car washes, whatever, saving um, uh, money or doing uh, you know fundraiser events or things like that. So the problem is the problem and it's there. We need to make sure we're not only good problem finders but now good problem solvers. If you've done a real good job at identifying the problem, bringing it out in the open till it's raw and vulnerable, then you're going to eliminate a lot of think about it. Because the reason people want to think about it is because there's a gap between what they think their problem is and what your solution is to solve that problem. You close the gap by bringing the level of their problem up great enough to where the cost of solving it is not a problem anymore because the cost is worth it, because the problem is big. That only happens when the problem is big enough. If the problem's small, whatever cost you have for your policy, for your solution, is going to be too much. Therefore, nobody likes to say no to our faces. Therefore, ah, you know, this is really interesting. I'm going to think about it. They're not motivated. They're not in a hurry because the problem isn't big enough. So when we're in a home, we've got to be good problem finders and then make recommendations for being problem solvers. 
once you have that moment, that, that, that moment of why, like you really understand why, what's made them fill out the form. Why am I sitting here across the kitchen table from you today? What, what is it that made you fill out that form? Take this, you know, like Eric says, you shuffled through 20 pens. Or Chris Tinsman, I think, said you shuffled through 20 pens to find one that wrote out of your kitchen drawer because we all have them. You spent all that time and you wrote this all. You went to the mailbox. You sent this. Why did you go through all that trouble? There has to be something. We need clarity on what that is. Okay. If you're a first-timer or you're new in the field, this one thing, if you'll do this really well, the rest of the presentation doesn't really matter because you've closed the gap between the level of their problem and the cost of your solution. Once there's no gap, you've made a sale. Okay. There's only think about it, it's because there's a gap. And the gap comes because the problem isn't big enough and your solution costs too much. So step one, make a friend, build a rapport. Step two, identify the problem, uncover the problem, spend time on that. And then step three, show them a solution that can fix the problem and how much it costs. And that part of the presentation just becomes a formality. At that point, they know they want it. It's just a matter of which one. Let's just tie up loose ends and let's get this started because we can, we can fix this problem. And they're anxious. So guys out there in the field, let's be problem finders, problem solvers, and, and let's protect families. And if we do our job right and we bring sincerity and clarity and education and a loving heart to the table, if we do our part as professionals and we help solve their problems, I think we'll see our close ratios go up and hopefully you won't go 0 for 8 like I did <laughs> this week. <laughs> Although some of that is getting people to show up when you said they were going to show up and not schedule or cancel or blame COVID or whatever else. So if you think you're going through stuff, you're not alone. But I'm here to tell you how important this is when you do get in the home and you got a shot when you're swinging the bat make sure you're good at the whole problem portion of our of our presentation because that's what's going to make them close the sale this is an emotional decision it's an emotional purchase it's not logical people don't buy on logic they're buying purely on emotion and the way you tap into it is through what i've just said exposing the problem and really not just taking it at surface value but really helping gain clarity around what that is and what that means to them if they don't solve the problem. So practice that this week. I challenge you to, to sharpen your skills at getting better at identifying what that problem is. Don't take the surface value answer. Dig a little deeper. Ask why. Ask why is that important to you? What does that mean? Tell me more about that. Ask two or three or four times. You ever you know, been with a kid. Why? Well, why, why do we have to have dinner? Oh, well, well, because our bodies need food. Well, why? Well, our bodies need food because we need energy and the food, you know, nutrients. Well, why? And you're like, oh my gosh, like, leave me alone about your why already. Kids are masters at this. And then something happens, we get older, we stop asking why. Well, we need to get back to that. We need to get back to I want to keep my wife safe. Well, why? I mean, don't be like, again, why? Why? Don't you know, leave out the whiny part. But in a roundabout way, that's what we're doing. Well, tell me why that's important to you. You see, we're just 
adding a little professional flair to it. But we're just being like kids. Why? Why, right? Because we want to get to the root of the problem, just like a kid's wired to do. They want to get to the root of it. That's why they keep, well, why, why, why? Because they know if they ask why enough, they keep getting different answers. And each one means a little bit more than the one before. Same with us. When we're in a home, we got to dig. And we got to find those nuggets. And when we do, we got to build value in what we offer. Close that gap. And I think we'll see a whole lot less think about it and a whole lot more contracts, a lot more policies, a lot more families protected because that's what it's all about. They need to know how big their problem is. They've buried it. It's under the surface. Until they're standing on the side of the road holding a sign for a car wash, they really don't know what it means to get cancer. They really don't know what it means to lose a wife or a husband. Most of the time, they've never lost one before. They have no, I don't know. I'll tell you right now. I've never lost my wife before. I have no idea what that means. So it's easy for me to, to bury that and just say, oh, you know, I'll kind of figure it out when I, no, like if, if you stop and really think what life is like when the, something like that happens to you, you can know how important the product and service is that we offer people. So there's my challenge for the week, a little bit of sales training. Hopefully that helps you on your presentations. Get good at genuinely caring for people, finding out the problem, um, exposing the problem, and then offering solutions to fix their problem. Have an awesome week, you guys. You all know this, but your lives matter. We love you. We're here for you. We've got some awesome goals. Keep after it because what you do this week is going to change somebody's life. You're going to protect somebody, and someday they're going to be so glad you did. You may not know for 10, 15, 20 years, but what you're doing today matters. So let's go out and let's work our businesses like they matter. Love you all. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.